Shaletta Brundage is known as the autism mom, not just because she's got three kids on the spectrum, but because she's an advocate who works to educate and inspire other moms of kids with special needs. The one thing that my family and I do, and you all know this, um, is we are autism advocates. Uh, My husband, Sean, and I have four children. Three of them have been diagnosed with autism. And so we know the difficulty of raising special needs kids. Um, Having one child with autism can bankrupt you financially and emotionally. Um, Having three um, is crippling if you don't have faith, if you don't have a strong support system, if you don't have education, information, and access. And so that's what we try to provide, Um, whether it's... um, my book, Cameron Goes to School, the story of my daughter's autism journey and using that with the Girl Scouts and the YMCA and Duke University to teach people about autism and how to educate children about being anti-racist or a free workshop or partnering with the NFL to create the autism sensory friendly rooms um, for seven years. My family has been on the front lines um, and I was listening to T.D. Jakes on the way to work yesterday and he said, what were you born to fix? What problem exists in the world that you were designed to fix? We were all born and designed to solve a problem. And it hit me um, because I looked over in the passenger seat of the car and there was a copy of the Woodbury magazine that had my daughter and I on the cover, the August 2020 edition. And the title said, From Autism Advocacy to Author, Um, Shaletta Brundage brings a new um, perspective and she adds another title to her repertoire. And I realized that I was born to be an inspiration to parents who have children who have autism so that they could see my example um, and not lose faith and not lose hope so that they can be educated by Um, what my husband and I are doing and bring as much help and healing to their children as possible. And so when I read um, the story in Medium, it's titled Autism While Black by Elnamore Hall. I had to get the author on the Shaletta show, and I'm so glad that she is here with me today. Elna, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Shaletta. Now, this story in Medium, Autism While Black, tell us how that came to be. Well, you know, I, to tell you the truth, I had been wanting to tell a family story for a long time. Um, and as you well know, parenting special needs, like uh, I do parenting special needs, that free moment to do a side To do anything, girl. Brush your teeth, let alone write an article. Look, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you get in naps and things like that where you can, but the idea of being able to, you know, generate an article is something I've always had in the back of my mind. Um, and yet this issue around community safety and our black children with developmental disabilities became more and more urgent. You know, and then George Floyd happened. And it seemed like this conversation just broke wide open 
um, and just created an opportunity for some dialogue that I just haven't seen in a very long time. And I said, you know what? I need to tell this story. I need to tell how our family, a quote-unquote typical family with a child who is black and has a severe form of autism, how this shows up in our everyday life in the community, how race plays into it, how you can't separate this issue, and the real fears that I have as a mother. Now, how does it show up? Because people don't understand that. They think, oh, well, you know, uh, the police will see that your child has special needs. That is not the case. Because when they say stop or I'll shoot, they're not looking to see if your child has autism. They mean stop or I will shoot your son. Absolutely. And ask questions later. And, you know, I, I'm not a statistical expert on this particularly, but I do know that the overwhelming majority of police departments in our country do not train their officers specifically on the special needs community, how to interact with people who are intellectually disabled or any way, developmentally disabled in any way, and really don't work with them on how to do behavior de-escalation. Uh, and it's really concerning because police are getting called more and more out in the community to do that exact kind of behavior mm-hmm. and de-escalation. And that's because, you know, funding for social service programs, education programs, as their funding drops and they don't have the resources, they often have to call 911 and call the police when they're having behavior challenges. And the people that are calling don't have training. And that's so frightening. We've, you know, I, I, you, three of mine have autism. One is severe. And, you know, we say, well, right now he's five and that's cute mm-hmm. but at some point he's gonna be older like your son he's gonna be 15 and when he goes running up in somebody's house or he's squealing and wringing his hands and it may be a new neighbor or somebody might be house sitting and they don't know him they're gonna call the police and he will get shot Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and my, my fellow autism parents and I talk about this a great deal, too. You know, it's it's one thing to have a four or five year old who has a meltdown in the middle of Target. Right. You know, because people sort of look and say, oh, poor thing, he's struggling and might get the sense immediately that, you know, OK, he's got, you know, some different challenges here. OK. And, and you get a lot of, you know, oh, can I help you? Or you get people with sort of, you know, giving you looks of compassion and that sort of thing. It's a whole different scenario when that person is 12 years old and weighs over 100 pounds, still has the same limitations, still has the same challenges, but you don't get those looks of compassion. You don't get those looks of pity. You don't get those offers to help. What people see is a large black male having challenging behaviors and reactions very different. And, you know, you talk about when you leave the house. Um, I don't know about you, but every time I leave the house, like my grandmother says, my nerves get bad. (laughs) Because when you have special needs kids, you don't know if there is a butterfly outside that's going to set them off. Um, You you don't don't know know. (laughs) if when you get to the store, uh, there's going to be a frog in front of the door or a basket is going to be in the way or somebody in front of them may have a certain cologne or perfume or fragrance on that sets them off and you know the sad part is is most oftentimes especially when our special needs kids get older before people will uh ask if they can help they'll just call the police and that's the last thing we need yeah 
Yes, exactly. You want people engaged with you who understand the issue and really have compassion about it, too. You know, you, you raised the point about what happens when you leave the house. And, you know, I do hope people will read my article on Medium because I talk a lot about what a lot of my fears and concerns are that I know a lot of parents with kids on the spectrum share, um, kids of color. Um, but it really is this idea. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the one hand, you don't know because your child is unpredictable because they have this disorder that they're challenged with. Sensory issues, light, sound, smells, crowds, it could be anything. And then on the other hand, the people out in the community may be unpredictable, too, Mm -hmm. because you do not know how they're going to react to a young man in black skin. And so, you know, we parents like you and I, we exhaust ourselves trying to plan for every possible situation and plan for everything that could go wrong. And, you know, we we don't get to be spontaneous and just sort of, hey, let's jump in the car and go someplace. And, you know, hey, we'll figure it out when we get there. Mm -hmm. You don't get to do that when you're dealing with autism and you're dealing with race because you have to be concerned about every possible thing that could happen out in the community. And, you know, I was so um, I I just I felt every word in your column. Uh, It's in Media Magazine. We're talking here on the Shaletta Show with Dr. Elna Moore Hall. Uh, She's an organizational psychologist who lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. She's a parent of a teenage son with autism. She's got an article in Media Magazine called Autism While Black. And I look at my children uh, doctor, and I see the beauty in them, the artist, mm-hmm. the singer, the dancer. Um, but when they are out in the community and they're having a meltdown or we're trying something new, like um, going to the park uh, without restriction and, you know, and and they ask another child to play and the child doesn't want to play with them for whatever reason. Um, and and it, it, it goes south real fast. Um, people don't see the beauty and all of a sudden they're a threat or they're a suspect or there's some suspicion involved in that. It's just difficult as a parent when other people don't see the beauty in your children. And you talk about that. It hurts your heart. You know, it hurts your heart because you know the person that's on the inside, you know, of all those issues and all those behaviors. And you're right. You know, and I say it in the article, I look at my son and I just think he's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And Yet when I bring him outside our house, I don't know how other people see him. And I have to be concerned about it. You know, it would be great to be able to say, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Well, unfortunately, his safety depends on it. Mm -hmm. His safety depends on how others think about it. You know, it would be great to be able to say, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Well, unfortunately, his safety depends on it. Mm -hmm. His safety depends on how other people view in the community. And, you know, look, as, as I said earlier, My hope is that we in this country are now ready for a conversation that maybe we weren't ready for before. And, you know, I find even, you know, among my friends that are really just strong allies, you know, for our community, Mm -hmm. um, people of all different races, people and people who genuinely love my son, you know, oftentimes people look at, oh, where's the opportunity to change on our views on race? And they think it's something that's far away or on TV or in the news. Mm -hmm. And no, these opportunities are in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, autism is in every neighborhood. These are our families. These are our neighbors. These are your kids' classmates. And when we really talk about doing this anti-racism work, it's so critical right now. People don't have to look any farther than their own block. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The chief of police in Cottage Grove came by my house last week. Um, I had no idea that the chief of police lived on my block, speaking of blocks. And he said, you know, Shaletta, we um, want to start doing some training about autism and especially with with regard to communities of color, things that we need to start looking out for, keys, signs, um, anything that we can learn to help better uh, prepare for your children to get older as as you guys, you know, settle into the neighborhood and the community. We want to do that. We want to provide a safe place for you and your family and, and families like yours. And so that just made me feel so good that the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, the work that we are, Holly Robinson Pete is doing is uh, creating even an awareness because, you know, we weren't even aware five years ago that we needed to train police. Um, You know, Senator Kerry Dietz uh, here in Minnesota just uh, worked with my son, Andrew, and they created a law. It was just signed into law two weeks ago that autism training is required now for peace officers. Exactly. But, you know, that that's that's a long way in five years, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it's still overdue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I am so glad that you took some time to talk to me this morning. Uh, Dr. Elna Moorhall, organizational psychologist in San Francisco Bay Area. Her teenage son has autism and she is sharing his journey her concerns and their family story in Medium Magazine, Autism While Black. I have a link up on my Twitter and Facebook pages. Thank you so much uh, for being Uh, here this morning on the Shaletta Show, and you have got to come back. Well, I'm so grateful to be here and incredibly grateful for the work that you and your family are doing um, on this issue that truly affects so many of us, and it really is a wonderful opportunity for us to make some changes. Oh, God bless you. Always fun and informative, Shaletta's a big draw at autism conferences across the country. Find out how you can book her as a featured speaker for your next event at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com.